This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Derek Armstrong and Word of Grace Community Church. For more information, please visit WOGCC.com. We're kicking off a brand new series this morning called Home, and we're going to be talking about how to have stronger families, how to have a stronger home. And the title of my message this morning, if you're taking notes, is Key Consistency. That's what we're going to talk about this morning, is key consistency, because it's not what we do once in a while that shapes our lives. It's what we do consistently. You know, when the family is in crisis mode, oftentimes there's things that we run to because we don't like being in crisis. And we'll run to these things in order to have a quick fix of the problem because the problem is so overwhelming. And we'll run to things like, well, maybe it's time to start buying flowers for my wife. And so the wife gets like a binge load of flowers for like the next two weeks every single day because there's crisis and we're trying to fix it. Or maybe there's something wrong in the area of your children and there's something happening with that relationship. And so you make a huge one-time effort to spend a lot of time with your kids. We're spending time with the kids because they're starting to drift and they're getting into trouble and we're in crisis mode. Let's fix the problem. Or maybe you isolate yourself when crisis come about. I'm just going to withdraw and I'm going to go by myself. And maybe in my isolation, people will notice that I'm isolated so that they can come and ask me what's wrong. And we began to isolate ourselves because we really want the attention of others, and that's how we react to crisis, to try to fix it. Or perhaps we try to manipulate other people by trying to get them to do things, and so we withhold things from them in order to try to get certain behaviors. Or maybe we threaten, and there's a lot of threats to, don't make me get angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. We do all sorts of things to cope with crisis, but those things aren't going to provide a permanent solution. Those things are not going to fix the issues that keep us from being strong families. The reason we need to be strong families is simply because strong families and strong homes, they glorify God. They show the world something different. They show the world something where it's gospel-centered and it's Christ-centered And the way that we treat each other and the way we interact with one another, the way we deal with problems and difficulties and challenges, and the way that we move through life together becomes determined by the fact that the gospel is at the very center and the very core of our lives and who we are. And so when problems come, we go to Christ because He's our rock. He's our foundation. He's at the very core and He's affecting everything that we do. And when we do that, it glorifies God. Notice I didn't say perfect families or perfect homes. Because we know that such a thing doesn't exist, but I believe we can grow stronger. And I believe that we can move through crisis by having Christ at the center. Because strong homes are that testimony to the world. And they come from a healthy understanding of the gospel. But here's what makes families strong. Here's what makes homes strong. Consistency in the right things. Because strong families are consistent in the right things. They're consistent in the things that matter most. So let me ask you this question, and I want you to write down, let's say, three answers to this question. What things matter most to develop a strong family? Write them down. Write them down. I want you to write down those three things. Um, 
maybe throw some out there for you. God, you know, maybe you want to write that down. Um, maybe some of you are thinking, uh, listening, uh, having fun together, spending time, quality time. It's not about quantity. It's about quality. And we write those things down, church, we need church connection. We need to have, you know, fellowship with the family of God. And so we need strong church connection. That's, that's a key to having strong family. Um, did, did some of you write down caring or fun or God? And the reason you write these things down is because you know what matters most, which means you know what it takes to have a strong family. So why don't we all stand together, number 6 and 24. It says, may the Lord bless you and keep you. <laughs> yeah, not a chance. You're not getting out quite yet. But really, you know what it takes to make a family strong. So it's not necessarily that I need to be made aware of what makes a family strong. It's that I need to put it into practice. Because we know a whole lot more of the Scripture, and we know a whole lot more of what God wants than what we actually put into practice and do. We've got the answers all up here. We've heard them all. We've read books. We've listened to sermons. We've listened to speeches. We have been immersed in a culture of education where we're just looking for the key. We're looking for the insta answer. We're looking for something that is going to turn this situation around. And so we're just grasping for the next thing. And I think it's maddening and crazy the way that we go about looking for answers and solutions to problems in our lives. Because we have this idea and this concept that it's supposed to happen overnight. I grew up in a type of church where we would uh, basically create almost an addiction to people always needing to be prayed for about the same situations over and over again. Uh, the, The mentality was basically, you don't really need to do anything different. You just need to come and let God fix everything for you. And so we would pray for people who would have great crisis and great problems in their life. They would cry. We would cry. Things would be said. Things would be spoken over them. It would be a wonderful experience. And then they would leave and walk right back into the same routines that they had before, doing the same things they did before, and they would feel trapped. Because now I had this great experience at church with these people who prayed for me. We all cried. We had this great experience. But I just felt a little better when I left and I felt relieved. But I haven't changed what I'm doing. So therefore, those people felt the pressure to come back to church week after week and put a smile on their face and go through the motions and act like everything's good because they didn't want people to think that they really didn't receive that freedom through that time of prayer. And then they would get tired of putting on the show. And so they would go back to needing that same prayer again or needing that same encounter or that same whatever it was again. And then they'd feel better and they'd cry again and we would cry again and we'd speak over them. They would, they would, they would be excited about what they heard and they would walk out the door feeling good, but they wouldn't change what they do. And because they didn't change what they did, guess what? The same thing over and over again till finally they get to the point to where they throw their hands up in the air and go, this isn't working, it's not worth it. And they blame God for their problems, or they blame church for the problems. And they're like, well, that church just doesn't have the Spirit of God anymore. Or this church just doesn't have this going on anymore because I used to feel this or I used to feel that. Yes, but are you growing and changing what you're doing? You see, you can go from experience to experience. And sometimes 
God gives us these gracious experiences where something does change in that moment. But more often than not, and a whole lot more often than any of us would like to admit, God wants to lead us step by step through a process that requires us to trust Him. I thank God. For the times when there's those supernatural breakthroughs and something changes instantaneously, that, that, that gives us a reason to go, wow, God, you are awesome. You did this. But it does not give me a reason to sit at home waiting for God to change my situation when he's given me the tools to do it. Don't wait around for a check to come in the mail to solve your problems when you haven't put a budget together. Don't sit around waiting for God to change the behavior of your children when you haven't disciplined them. You can pray all day long, but until you institute the principles and practices that God wants you to do, you're just going to keep getting disappointed because you're not doing what He's telling you to do. It's one thing to pray and to trust and depend on God, but then there's another part where God says, you've got a part to play in this too, and I've told you what you need to do. And you need to step up and do what it is God has called you to do consistently. Because God is faithful, amen? And God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we know that God is faithful to see over His Word that it is going to be performed. But somebody's got to move beyond being a hearer of the Word and being a doer of the Word. Amen, somebody. You see, when I'm consistent, what happens is that it produces trust with other people in my life. Hebrews chapter 13, if you have your Bible, Hebrews chapter 13. We're going to look at Hebrews 13 and verse 4. We'll start reading there and we'll read through verse 8. Hebrews 13 and verse 4 says, Let marriage be held in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled, for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. Keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. He's saying, listen, God is consistent. What He says He's going to do, He's going to do. And concerning your life, concerning your family, the key to having a strong marriage and a strong home is being consistent in the right things because it produces trust. God is the ultimate example of faithfulness. Therefore, we can trust Him because we know He's faithful. Amen? Because we know that He's going to do what He says that He is going to do. And He wants us to take responsibility over that Word to trust Him at His Word. To say, if you will follow this, if you will do what I'm telling you to do, then I'm going to be faithful to see that it's performed. The problem is is that we like everything to happen our way, our time, instantaneously. And sometimes God is leading us through a process that is requiring us to grow in our trust of Him. That means sometimes you may pray for something and it doesn't happen instantaneously and God is trying to give you a step in the right direction to move consistently in to see your prayers answered because He's actually moving and working in your heart as well as those you're believing Him for. 
We can pray, God, change him, God, change her all day. But God's really wanting to change you. And he's wanting to deal with you. And you can pray for those other people, but when he tells you to take a step in the right direction, are you going to go, well, I'm just waiting on God to change my wife before I'm kind to her. I'm just waiting for God to change my husband before I'm willing to truly love him. I'm waiting for God to fix all of this, and then that'll give me permission to do the things I know that are right. That's backwards, folks. You see, faith steps out when the situation isn't ideal. Faith steps out when the situation says, doesn't look like it's changing, and the negativity of the enemy wants to creep in during those moments to convince you that there's no hope. You know, some of us are glass-half-full people. That's me. I'm a glass-half-full person, to a fault, to where I need a reality check sometimes. My glass is like, it's more than half-full. I'm very hopeful and optimistic about a lot of things, and I need sometimes for people to say, hey, you need to you know, be a little bit more grounded. But sometimes you go to the other extreme, where people that are so glasses half empty that it's not really half empty, they're like, the water's probably contaminated anyways. I mean, we don't really even want that stuff. It's probably got all types of fluoride. You know that stuff causes cancer, you know? I mean, we got all kinds of issues going on here. So you can be negative about the situation to a point to where you will talk yourself out of trusting God. They'll never change. I know them. God, I know them. He's like, yeah, I made them. <laughs> but you're like trying to convince God you know better than him. Like, God, I know them. I mean, do you, do you know them? They're not going to change. You know my boss? My boss is not going to change. You know my kids? Oh, Lord Jesus, my kids, it just seems like they're just not going to change. My spouse doesn't seem like they're going to change. My parents will never change. And we convince ourselves that there's no reason to pray, there's no reason to hope, there's no reason to step in the right direction to build consistency and trust and to trust in God that he's going to do what he said he's going to do, and for us to do our part and be faithful to steward over the responsibilities that he's given us according to his word. Instead, we just go, oh, this this isn't worth it, is really what we're saying. Because it doesn't happen instantly. Let me ask you this. Would you rather have a homemade meal that was prepared with hands of love, where the mashed potatoes were made by hand, where the steak was one of those nice meese-filled steaks, you know, the real nice thick one that's prepared really nice, cooked just to perfection the way you want it, has nice side of garden fresh vegetables that came out of a local garden or maybe a garden that you planted that was seasoned to perfection and cooked, and man, that took a long time. Or would you rather have a banquet meal with a Salisbury steak that you can microwave for five minutes, cut the slit in the potatoes after five minutes, and then turn it a little bit, stir it up a little bit, and let it go for another two minutes. And I set both those down in front of you. Which one sounds more appetizing? I think that the slower one, but we want everything instant. Is anything of value in your life something that has happened instantly or have most of the things that have value in your life taken time? Have most of the things that are really worth you considering valuable in your home or in your life, have they happened instantly or have they taken time? Most of the time, if something happens instantly, you know, we don't put that much importance on it. Somebody can give you something 
that you've been wanting, they can just hand it to you instantly and you may appreciate it, but what if you actually set aside money and saved for it and then you went and got that same thing on your own, but it took longer, your appreciation for it is going to be completely different. You see, there are things that God wants to develop in us that are requiring us to trust Him step by step by step because He's trying to build something in us that's valuable for His kingdom, for His glory, so the world can see how great He is through your life, through your family, through your marriage. And He's wanting you to trust Him step by step. He wants you to trust Him. So have you asked, what does God want for my family? What type of devotion and life centered around your gratefulness for the cross of Jesus Christ would please God. If he was at the core, if he was at the center of your life, what type of life and devotion would bring honor and glory to him? What does he want? He wants you to be consistent in the little things that he's calling you to do. But let me give you this word of caution. Don't get overwhelmed. Because what happens is that we overload ourselves with all the things that are wrong in our lives that we're trying to fix and address and we're like, whoa, that's a really long list. And we get completely overwhelmed, and we, we basically quit before we've ever really even started because we feel like we've failed so much that there's no way we could climb out of this hole. Oh, you don't know what has happened between us. You don't know what's happened between me and my parents. You don't know what's happened between me and my siblings. You don't know what's happened between me and my spouse. You don't know what's happened at work. You don't understand. And so because we think no one understands, we are isolating ourselves from seeing hope or seeing progress or seeing growth. And so we just are waiting on God to just bail us out. And God's saying, I'm trying to lead you in the right direction consistently. Will you trust me? Because as you're consistent, you're going to be building trust. It's not just trying to ease the pain or the awkwardness of a mistake that was made by you going overboard to overcompensate for the failures that you've had in the past. Because often that produces a little bit of resentment in relationships, doesn't it? When you try to overcompensate, it's almost like, oh, now you're going to try that? Really? Where was that at six months ago? And the overcompensation is almost offensive because of the offense that, and the woundedness that's been carried. So it's not in the overcompensation as much as it is consistency in the little things because it produces trust. Don't get overwhelmed because consistency starts with a step. It starts with a step. Psalm 37 and 23 says that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. The steps. So that means when you take a step, God help this step to be ordered by you. What do you want me to do? And then when you have grown in consistency, take another step. And you've grown in consistency, take another step. And then before you know it, there's been a lot of momentum and a lot of traction that's been gained in your life. And what you thought and what felt like was taking forever actually begins to grow a lot of momentum and traction and God begins to work in and through your life because you've been consistent trusting Him in the little things step by step. I heard this great thing at a leadership conference that I went to where one of the speakers said, with people... And relationships, fast is slow, and slow is fast. He said, with relationships, fast is slow, and slow is fast. So as we're engaging in and dealing with situations in life, we want to immediately fix it. We want to put the banquet meal in the microwave. Let's fix this puppy. I mean, i got five minutes. Let's do it. 
And we think that one counseling session, or we think that one aha moment, or if I could just get them to church, or if they could just have that encounter, or if I could just have somebody pray for them, or if I could just have somebody tell them the truth, all of a sudden the light bulb's going to turn on and they're going to have this aha moment and it's going to fix everything and then it's going to be like the wonderful end of the movie where they live happily ever after. And that's oftentimes what we get in our head and we think that it's this instantaneous thing. But through the process, it's a step-by-step thing where we have to grow in trust. And when things go fast, and we think we're moving fast with someone by overcompensating, we're actually moving really slow with them. But we feel like we're moving fast because we're doing a lot of things to try to remedy the situation. And we're trying to do a lot of things to fix what's wrong, and we're trying to, to fix the crisis. And we're trying to make a strong family all at once. And everybody's like, yeah, I don't think so, Dad. Or, no, honey, I don't, this, no, I'm not going to jump on board with this. Because it's so overwhelming. We think we're moving so fast, but we're really moving slow. But it's really when we begin to slow down and take that step and allow our steps to be ordered by the Lord. And we begin to move at His pacing and His timing and get consistent in those areas in our life that matter most. Then we begin to see the traction and we're actually moving fast. Where we turn around and we look at where we were, And where we're at today, and we're like, wow, I didn't realize how far I've come in such little time. Just like saving money may seem like it takes forever. (laughs) Oh, man, this is is so goofy. This is taking forever. Why am I setting back, you know, $100 a paycheck? This seems like it's taking forever. There's no money in there. It's so slow. But then you turn around one day, and you go, where did that come from? It felt fast. It felt like, man, wow, we, we actually put a plan together. We actually budgeted. We actually put money back. And now we feel a lot more secure because we're consistent and we're growing and we evaluate that. And then we can move on and we can grow from that point. But it starts with a step. So many times people want to fix their family and figure out, okay, I'm going to make my family a stronger family. And we make a list and there's a hundred things on the list. We're going to do this, this day, this, this day, this at this time. And we make up these incredible lists. And then we say, kids, we're starting all this on Monday because Sunday's a freebie. So we're going to goof around. But Monday, Monday's coming. This is our new way of life. And this is how we're going to do things. And this is how we're going to change everything and fix all of our problems and all of our shortcomings and all of our failures. And we make these great lists. And then we wake up and we're like, you know, I'm really tired. And that was really hard. This was really difficult. And, and it feels like a chore, and we don't enjoy going through those things because we're trying to fix everything at one time. And we feel overwhelmed. And when we feel overwhelmed, what do we do? We run to Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Cedar Crest. <laughs> we run to comfort food. We run to things that, that where we binge watch on Netflix. <laughs> We run to uh, uh, the, the, the things that are anything but our responsibilities because we get overwhelmed and we shut down. And God is trying to show us, listen, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. If you want to make your family stronger, if you want to make relationships stronger, you need to take a step. Don't try to fix everything at one time. Don't try to be consistent at everything at one time. Start somewhere and start with a step. So I want you to think, 
about the answer to these three questions that I'm about to ask you. And I want you to write them down. I want you to write down the questions or write down the answers or whatever. This is going to be a great conversation for you and your spouse or you and your friend or you and your uh, children and your, your family. Maybe you sit, if they're of the age where you can actually have a conversation with them that they could uh, understand this. I'm going to give you three questions that I want you to write these things down and write the answers down to and give some serious thought to it. Maybe even take these things to prayer and see how can I start developing consistency in my life because it is key to building a stronger family and to glorifying God through my family. So how can I start? Where do I start? How do I take a step? So here we go. Question one is, what is one thing that if practiced would have the biggest impact in making your family stronger? What is the one thing? Now, I'm not trying to ask you to uh, find the one thing that's going to fix everything. That's not the answer to this question, is, is the one thing that if you did it would fix everything. That's not what we're trying to discover here together. What we're trying to figure out is what is one thing that you and your family, you and your spouse, you and your children, what is one thing that if you practiced would have the biggest impact in making your family stronger? Whatever that is, that one thing. I want you to think about that. Pray about that. Say, God, show me. What is one thing that we could do that, 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 man, it touches a lot of other things in our lives? It doesn't just touch this one area. And, and what is one thing we could do? Maybe for your marriage. Maybe it's uh, a date night. Or maybe it's having uninterrupted time to talk with your spouse. I told my wife yesterday, I said, I need one hour of focus uninterrupted time. And then the children came around when I was supposed to have my focus uninterrupted time. I said, you're in my space. This is my focus uninterrupted time with your mama because we are trying to talk about our lives and how we can grow in certain areas. I need focused uninterrupted time. What is one thing that if you practice would make the biggest impact on your family? Ask yourself that question. Have a discussion around that question. Maybe you already know the answer. Maybe you already know what that one thing is. I'm not asking you to come up with 20 things you need to do because, man, you've done that already. I've done that already. And we put those lists together. And we had a hard time executing those lists oftentimes if it wasn't really in our heart, right? Or maybe it's just me that's had a hard time executing those lists. Well, we all have, and we're all looking for ways to grow and improve. We're all looking for ways to be stronger. But I'm trying to give you something that you can grab a hold of and begin to take a step in the right direction to be consistent so that your family can bring glory to God and you can grow stronger. So what's one thing that if you practiced it would have the biggest impact, making your family stronger? Two, how long are you going to commit to practice this one thing? In other words, give this thing a time frame. This is your goal to be consistent in this one area. Now, you are not responsible for other people's behavior. You are responsible for your own. So you need to give yourself some type of time frame where you are going to evaluate this after this amount of time. I am going to commit to waking up every morning 20 minutes early to spend time in prayer because I believe prayer is the one thing that if we began to practice, that would have the greatest impact on my family. And if that's your answer, then say 20 minutes earlier, I'm going to wake up because everybody has an excuse of I don't have enough time. Everybody has an excuse of I'm too busy. 
we got to stop making excuses and begin to practice the things consistently that are going to help us grow and make our family stronger. So if it's prayer for you, I'm waking up 20 minutes early, I'm going to pray, and I'm going to commit to do this for six weeks. I'm going to do it every morning for six weeks. And then after that six-week goal, then you go and you evaluate it. And you say, okay, now that I have gotten this step that I believe is going to make my family stronger, what's the next step? Is it maybe extending that prayer time? Is it maybe doing something else that God is showing you that will be your next one thing that you need to focus on in order to help make your family stronger? And then you identify that and you take the next step and you say, I'm going to commit to do this. I'm going to commit to make sure that I come back and evaluate this at this time and at this date. The third question is, how will you know your family is getting stronger as a result? So write down at least three things you believe that this one consistent practice will produce. The one thing that you said that you believe will make your family stronger, that you're going to commit to a certain time to practice, write down three things of how you will know that your family is getting stronger as a result. So what are the metrics that are going to be set? What are the measurements that are going to be out there that are going to let you know that this is accomplishing that goal. You, you, you may see God do something amazing during that time frame. You may see God do something beyond your wildest expectations. Or maybe you're seeing the fact that things aren't moving along quite as strongly as you had hoped, but you know that you're doing the right thing and you need to keep moving forward because this is where you're headed. We used to not talk to each other very much. After that six-week time, man, we're talking more about God in our home. And God used to really not be part of our conversation in our home. But I'm seeing that because that was one of the measurements that I wanted to put in place. I wanted God to be at the center of our home. Or, or, or perhaps you're saying that, um, that, that you want to see uh, just peace be in your home because maybe there's so much chaos in your home. And then you say, one of the things I want to measure is I want to say, I want there to be more peace, more tangible peace in my home because I'm going to commit to consistently do what I know God wants me to do. And you do that and you go, wow, after that time, do I have more peace in my home? Am I seeing God move? And you begin to praise Him and thank Him for what He's done. And this is just a simple, practical thing that you can do to begin to grow and take a step in the right direction because God wants your family to be stronger because he wants you to experience the best that he has for you because that brings him glory when you are able to trust in him through the challenges and through the crisis when he can show how great he is in your life and he can show you how faithful that he is God says listen you might need to grow in trust God may be telling you this morning, the journey you're on may be something that's actually developing a deeper level of trust in you, but it's going to make you stronger if you keep stepping in the right direction and you identify things in your life you need to be more consistent in. So start with one thing. That's all I'm suggesting today, is that you start with one thing that you believe will have a great impact on your family. Something that will make that family stronger. Something that will make those conversations better. Something that will begin to bring a deeper level of peace in your home. You see, is the commitment to being consistent in your walk with the Lord? Is the sacrifice, is the days where you don't want to, is it worth it for the end result? For the thing that you believe God wants in your life, is it worth it? Is it worth it to fight for your marriage? 
Is it worth it to fight for your kids and to see them raised up in a godly environment and to have the truth invest in them? Is it worth it? Then somebody's got to step up and be consistent. Somebody's got to say, I don't know where to start, but I'm going to think about one thing that could impact my family right now, the thing that would have the greatest impact, and I'm going to commit myself to making sure that I do that one thing. And I want to see what God's going to do. I want to watch and see. All throughout the Old Testament, we see God's having the children of Israel set up different memorials that they could revisit to remind themselves of God's faithfulness, to remind themselves of the reason why they serve Him and worship Him because He's so faithful. And they see His character and His nature. And they they go back and they revisit these things. And stories are told and they're reminded and worship is stirred in their heart and affection towards God is stirred up in their heart. And they begin to trust Him regardless of what situation they may be facing. So instead of when crisis mode hits and you run to your instant ideas of solving problems, you begin to say, no, I'm going to deepen my trust in God by being consistent and faithful to His Word and doing what He wants me to do. Because a lot of us know the right things we need to be doing, but our practice is poor. So let's start somewhere. Let's start today. Let's invest in making stronger families. And let's make sure that we're growing. Because as we grow, we bring glory to God and we show the world that even though we're flawed, even though we're weak, even though, man, we mess up and we fail, that our God is still the one that we serve and we want to be consistent and we want to be dependable and trustworthy because that's his character and his nature and he's changing me and causing me to grow to emulate that and to show that to others. Amen, somebody? So that they can see that faithfulness, so he can see that trust. Consistency is the key. So be consistent in the right things because that consistency is going to produce trust. If you have broken trust in relationships, the more consistency that you have, and man, it may take time to rebuild that trust. And that's okay. That doesn't mean you give up. That doesn't mean you quit being consistent. It doesn't mean that you may not mess up along the way, but you admit when you mess up. But you're trying to reestablish and rebuild and grow that trust in those relationships. And, And remember, It's not about going from A to Z. It's about taking a step. The steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. So Lord, what step would you have me take today? In my marriage, what step would you have me take today with my children? What step would you have me take today in the area of my finances? What step today would you have me take at work? What step, Lord, would you have me to take in order to be consistent so I can show the world your love and your, you could be glorified through my life? So I hope that today that you found one thing, that you can begin to take a step. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit wogcc.com.